0: We're gonna get the call here. We're getting the-
1: how's it going rangers and overall hockey fans thank you guys all so much for chiming in for the latest episode of rangers review myself already that you guys know especially here on youtube at the rangers review youtube channel or where many of you know me covering the new york mets at ordy nym on youtube as well and that is stat boy steven the biggest stat guru you'll ever meet oh my goodness why am i hearing it echo okay my, my apologies. I was hearing an echo because for whatever reason, the YouTube tab was open as if we were watching the show itself. So that's why that happened. So apologies for the audio viewers. But no less, we got Stop Boy Steven over here, the biggest stats guru that you will ever meet regarding all things New York Rangers. And in today's episode, we're going to be going over the past four games for NYR, games 46 to 49 to be exact leading up to the now all-star break that we are recording at. It is it is uh, February 3rd, uh, this Friday. So we have planned to get into a lot of discuss. We'll also be breaking down Steven's latest trip, hockey trip this time to Seattle to see the Kraken in person. Want to hear a lot about that and the more getting into what is next for the Rangers for this post all-star break for the remainder of the schedule. What are the next week of games coming up for them? When will we record next more than likely and plenty more. Uh, but before we get into it all, uh, shout out to everyone here in the live show or listening wherever you get your audio podcast. Really appreciate you guys. But more than anything, Stephen, how are you doing today, my friend?
0: Yeah, good. Uh, still recovering slightly from the jet lag. Um, like you said, my last week in the United States, I spent in Seattle. So that's an eight hour time difference with Dublin. Um, that's crazy. So it's pretty much. Uh, well, so it's almost lunchtime for, uh, you know, if I was still in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but doing, doing well, um, got home to uh, a crazy surprise, you know, and, you know, I'm getting married in May. People started sending stuff for the wedding registry already. So awesome. I have like some massive boxes to unpack. Um, and of course my, uh, my suitcase with all the souvenirs we ended up with, uh, we got a, we got a gnome at one of the silver, at a silver tips game, which is one of the junior teams we went to. We got a Seattle Thunderbirds bobblehead. Um, so, yeah, a, a lot of unpacking to do. But, uh, yeah, I have a long weekend ahead because uh, next Monday is a bank holiday here in Ireland. So, all good.
1: Bank holiday. Every time I hear that from either someone like yourself or people that I know that live in the U.K., I'm always, like, startled. I'm like, bank holiday? What does that uh, mean? But I, I just know it just means the banks are closed that day, right? So did, just... Well, maybe,
0: maybe not even. I don't know. But okay, I think that's what I I've heard. They, I think they started calling it a bank holiday because the banks are closed or maybe it's because you bank the holiday when it's on the weekend and then you use it during the week because it's always like a day that's just, it's always like a Monday or a Friday and it always seems to celebrate something that happens over the weekend. So who knows? Um, But yeah, no, I have a three-day weekend ahead of me. So um, uh, yeah, let's get into
1: it. Let's get into it indeed, because last time that we spoke, and in hindsight, it's actually good that we took like an extra week off. We were originally looking to record last week before the Vegas game happened. However, if we did that, then we would have only recapped one game, and then we had the All-Star break. So in in hindsight, looking back, it's actually better that we did it this way during the break itself, because the past three games of the four for the Rangers, we did a prediction like we always do every week. Uh, Steven said the Rangers would go 1-1-1 during that span. I said the Rangers would go 2-1 one and it ended do? up being correct at one one on one as unfortunate as it is to say so steven continues to be the champ of our predictions uh throughout the weeks hopefully uh things will change starting today's episode but starting with the predictions uh let's talk about what was an abysmal game for the rangers in a lot of ways i uh, can't say i'm too surprised because we all know the big bad bruins are bad In a good way, they're really, really good, but they they were full-fledged on full display in that matchup just a week or so ago against the Rangers. Winning 3-1 on January 19th was the final score in the first period. Pavel Zaka, who's been a really nice acquisition for them in that Eric Holla trade entering the year, with the Devils, he gets his eighth of the year, assisted by David Krejci, who's been awesome coming back from uh, check to return for another year with Boston, the veteran centerman. Then we get to the second period, talking about veteran centers. Yes, Patrice Bergeron, one of the best in the game, continues to be just that. Gets his 17th goal of the year, assisted by Marshawn and Smith. So the Rangers are already down to nothing. They were getting, you know, a decent amount of shots on goal. They outshot the Bruins in this game, 32-27. to but, I mean, they just they ran into a Swayman that just looked absolutely phenomenal. And they just couldn't get off the, the proper shots. There were a couple opportunities where the Rangers also got absolutely robbed, if I do recall correctly from this game. So just having to tip the cap at the same time when you face a hot goaltender, which was Swayman. But we get to the third. Connor Clifton scores his fourth goal of the year, assisted by Marshawn and Krejci. And then Ben Harper, before the game ends, he snaps at least uh, – he snaps that uh, what would have been a shutout With his first goal as a Ranger, which ultimately leads shortly after to an extension, which is kind of funny, uh, assisted by Lafreniere and Schneider. So the final score is 3-1 in that game. I really don't think there's much more that needs to be said on it. Swayman was really, really good, saving 31 of 32 shots. Uh, And net for the Rangers was Igor, who won 24-27. Again, not a great game for the Rangers by any stretch there. But unfortunately, this is what a lot of better teams this year have faced than the Boston Bruins. We've just been pretty much unstoppable for the most part this season. I will see if that ends up changing drastically at all as we get into the latter half of this 2022 2023 year. So, with that being said, Stephen, let's get into positives. Which was the Rangers' next game?
0: Well, I think you started with a you ended with a positive there. Ben Harper scoring as first. That, uh, that is true. It is electric. Uh, scored before semi Blade did as a Ranger. So, there's that. <laughs> uh, and Igor almost did, too, during this stretch. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's getting close. He's getting yeah. there. But uh, that following game, of course, Rangers at home take on the Florida Panthers, which, if this was last season, probably would have been a harder game for the Rangers. The Panthers are just not the team they were expected to be this season. Um, that first period, goals by Adam Fox and Mika Zibanejad on the power play. Uh, Panarin assisting on both. And then Zibanejad and Fox being the secondary assist on each other's goals uh vizy with his eighth of the season in the second period from Gudro and trocek and then the third period is when the kids were uh, were released lafreniere uh made a 4-1 with his six, assisted by Kako and hedel uh and then zibanejad from panarin and fox so it was it basically like three goals were from the big three panera panarin Fox, advantage and then uh, the empty net goal by hedel assisted by caco and lafreniere so the kid line got two goals where all three of them were involved. Uh, Barkov and Verhege had the goals for the Florida Panthers, but a 6-2 win, pretty easy. Um, yeah, looking at the scoreline, um, yeah, early on, the Rangers got an early lead. So, uh, yeah, was never really, really in doubt there. And by scoring an empty net goal, Phillip Hedl became the youngest Ranger ever to score at least three empty net goals in a single season. Yeah, were you the one that pointed out
1: that stat on Twitter? Did you uh, yeah,
0: it? I tweeted it on. Uh, yeah, must have been right after the game. That's yeah, I was I am. cracking up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I saw that. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's it's it is it is something to call out because it may sound insignificant, but it shows that that when when the team is defending a lead late, a guy like Hilo is now trusted to be out there. Yeah. Um, and- the previous two were on the power play, though. That's true.
1: And overall, the offense was just electric in this game. I mean, when you look at total points around, Panarin with three points with including three assists. Lafreniere with uh out of sneeze. Lafreniere with one goal, one assist, which is awesome to see for his development. Trocheck with an assist, Goudreau with an assist, Kako with two assists. We love that for Kako. Uh Jimmy VC with a goal. Heatle with a goal, an assist, and Mika Sabanja with two goals and one assist. And it's funny because when Mika scored. On the power play, uh, his first goal, Absolutely. I didn't even have to look. I wasn't in the room. I walked away for a minute and I just, my mom was like yelling, Oh, Mika scored on the power play. I'm like, Let me guess left dot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it is. What else is he? he's He's the Ovechkin for the Rangers yeah. in a lot of ways. But you know? it is. It, really it, it was high
0: time that the first power play unit was was getting a goal there because prior to that goal on the power play, the first unit went one for 26 on the power play, by the way. Yeah. That dating back all the way to January 1st. So that, that tells you that that first power play unit was cold as ice. Um, the second unit, uh, I think the second unit this year has four power play goals. The first unit now has two, both are Zibanejad. So um, hopefully that, uh, that that power play goal there by Zibanejad against the Florida Panthers ignites something for the power play.
1: And, you know, talking about igniting, even though that the next game – wouldn't go in the Rangers' favor, and it was a frustrating one, albeit. Uh, we've spoken glowingly a lot of Philip Heedle this season, and this was just another phenomenal stretch by him. You know, empty, yeah. em- empty net goals aside, let's not forget just a couple weeks ago, he was benched for like the entire third period, then mm. got an empty net goal, and he did he won nothing to do with it, rightfully so. Um, but Heedle now is at a point where you know, he's easily going to get 20 goals this season. It's just a matter on if it's going to be 25 before we get into this matchup, unfortunately, losing to the Maple Leafs.
0: Yes, at, at even strength, Zibanejad only has two more points than Hedl, but he played eight more games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's exciting because when the when the Rangers originally drafted Heedle back in the twenty seventeen draft, he was someone where you know you looked at the same way that you're looking at for um the Rangers' most recent draft pick um from the Czech League as well. Um, why am I blanking on the young man's name uh who signed right. the ELC with the Rangers?
0: Are you talking about Sikor from Slovakia?
1: Yes, yeah, Slovakia, not Czech. Okay. I'm thinking Czech because of Hedel, obviously. Yeah. So when Hedel was in the Czech league, the men's league, you know, we were like, okay, he doesn't have much production, but he's also a teenager. So this is great to see him already playing with men. And it's yeah. taken a while, but it feels like Hedel is only still 21. He's still very young. We know that. And yet he's one of the longest tenured Rangers already. Yeah.
0: And you third longest, call- third longest tenured Ranger, and he's only 23.
1: It's absurd. And you could tell that after that great playoff last year, that he really was able to take a new step in his game. And it's great to see it unfolding because he don't yeah. deserves it. I mean, he's, he's looking more and more than just that initial flash in the pan player where you saw yeah. him go on a great stretch for a couple of games, get hurt and just look derailed for the remainder of the year. No, he has been pretty consistent all season long. And as we get into this matchup on January 25th, unfortunately losing to the Maple Leafs in Toronto, it starts with uh, Ponson's Holmberg's fifth goal of the year, assisted by Anderson and Kerfoot. Then we get to the second period, and this was Hito period, is what it was. Philip Hito with an unassisted goal is oh, 14th of yeah, the year.
0: Talk a little bit
1: about how that goal happened. I'll let you break it down, Steven, you've seen because you see more experience than I do with it. <laughs> you know, when when you get a face-off in in you know in the in the opponent's zone with
0: like a second to go. <laughs> this is what you do in this is what you do in the video games, not what you exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. And it never works. It ne- you can never score straight off the face-off, but heedle actually did. And It was so fun to see, to to see a goal that that people are always talking about could happen. You know, like, oh, there's still two seconds left. Never happens when you're down a goal with only two seconds left straight off the face of Don, right? Yeah. But... Heedle did it now against the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, tied it up in the second period. I'll, I'll let you take it off from, uh, from
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome. So ties it up there, and then not long after, he gets his second goal of the game, his 15th of the year, this time assisted by Kako and Lafreniere. The Rangers looking nice heading into the third period, getting that 2-1 lead. However, as we get into the third period, with only five minutes to play, Timothy Lohlegrin scores his fourth goal of the year, assisted by Tavares and Nylander to make it a tied hockey game. That leads us into overtime, in which, unfortunately, the Rangers lose, thanks to Mitch Marner netting his 18th goal of the year. This was a game that the Rangers allowed to slip away, unfortunately. You know, I get it. It was only a one-goal lead. It's not like it was a two-, three-goal lead that they've just absolutely blown away like they have in the past. But this was a frustrating one, and it's funny. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Steven. But it feels like almost every time the Rangers go to Toronto, they have a tight game like this. They uh-huh. go to overtime. You know, I don't know about you, but the one game that always stands out in my mind for whatever reason, I don't even remember what year it was, had to been at least two, three years ago, was when the Rangers ended up in Toronto. They went overtime. And if I'm not mistaken, Tony D'Angelo scored the overtime winner, or he at least scored one goal in that game. Do you Could remember be, that yeah.
0: game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I. It, the games against the Maple Leafs, I'm sure the Maple Leafs are happy they don't have to face Georgiev anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Because Georgiev was always lights out yeah, again. He was their kryptonite. Uh, but look, I also remember a game a couple of years ago where the, the Maple Leafs, I think they were up 5-1. And for some reason, I didn't turn off my TV, even though it was like 2 a.m. They came back. It was 5-5, I think. And then the Maple Leafs still won that game 8-5. I could be off like a goal or go here or there, but it was the, the games with the Maple Leaves the last five, six years have always been great. You know, great contests uh, could go either way. Um, and yeah, the Rangers have won a couple of them, but unfortunately this time uh, it wasn't meant to be. And the reason I feel bad is because Will Cooley made his NHL debut in Toronto, being born in Toronto. So I was really hoping for to get the win for him. But um, yeah, it, was, it was just nice to see Will Cooley actually getting time in the NHL. Yeah. Because uh, before we move on to the fourth game, uh, Sammy Ville was sent down on a conditioning loan. And then replaced with Will Cooley, who now played two games got a fighting major in this this game next we're gonna analyze so uh, and, and a
1: good fight indeed
0: too it was a nice scrap with, with Keegan Kolasar, yeah, yeah yeah interesting uh, interesting fight for him uh so happy to see him get a shot uh now we just need Brandon Hoffman to uh to finish his season so he can get a shot too that's uh
1: um, yeah,
0: that, that, that fourth game was against the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday uh my niece was in attendance it was her second ever game in attendance so Glad to see that the Rangers got another win for her. How uh, old is your niece again? Uh, she's turning three in April. Okay, so she's she
1: probably won't remember much when she gets older, but she might get a oh, little flashes.
0: No, know. But, but you know, there's a lot of videos and photos, and uh, the first game she went to last year on her birthday, on her second birthday, was against the Red Wings where Lafreniere scored that highlight real goal. Remember that one?
1: Yes. That was a beautiful that was um, such a good goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for her birthday, we got the goal puck from the first goal of that game that we yep. framed yep. for her and put it on the wall. So yep. she'll have, uh, she'll have a little memento of her first ever Ranger game.
1: That's cool. Um,
0: and in this one, she got a little, uh, little giveaway, like the little uh, fanny pack, because it was pride month. They had like a uh, you know, colorful Rangers logo on the front, which uh-huh. she loves. I don't think she, uh, she goes anywhere without it now. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, uh, two 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 games, two wins, uh, goal dif- uh, like eight goals for one against. So, um, yeah, she's she's a good luck charm for now. Um, yeah, regarding the scoring, Kreider and Trocek in the first, and then Hedl and VZ in the third, with Kessel scoring the only Golden Knights goal on the second. Hedl uh, being a point per game in 2023, by the way, 12 points in 12 games.
1: Kind of a big deal. <laughs> uh,
0: I wanted to call that out. Two seconds into the second period, Cooley and Kolasar get into a fight, of course, as we just discussed. Uh, but yeah, this was a good game for the Rangers. 4-1 win. I was I was in Seattle at the Kraken game, uh, like at the Climate Pledge Arena for the Kraken game that same night. So I was watching the end of the game while while gearing up for warm-ups, which is a weird experience. But uh, I, I got to see most of it, at least. Um, and of course... Um, yeah, this game was overshadowed by all the talk around you know, the, the warm-ups and the Rangers not doing their uh, their their special warm-up jerseys for charity and this and that. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but the only thing I'll say about this, regardless of what kind of night it is, these jerseys, to me, it matters a lot because they're getting auctioned off and the proceeds always go to a charity. So I'm kind of annoyed that a charity lost out on the money now um see that that's,
1: that's a fair point you know like everyone's entitled to their opinions regarding this yeah. um i felt that it was getting uh i felt like it was more of a talk piece especially because it was the final game until you know post all-star
0: yeah. break so now no no well, we, like, we have two weeks yeah well, like like a week and a half to just talk about this now unfortunately
1: exactly and of course it got god forbid it's something not too positive per se mm. um it's gonna drag but to your point especially for someone like you. I completely understand where you're coming from because you, you, you know, no pun intended, pride yourself on acquiring a variety mm-hmm. of jerseys based on different events that go on at the Garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the, your backdrop is a great example of that, I don't know what is. Oh, you think you just got a Greg McKeg jersey because Greg McKegg's your favorite player? No, it goes in hand with the event, which is really yeah. cool. And reminds yeah, me- so
0: so just like the greg McKay jersey is the um essential workers night they had uh in uh, <laughs> one of the one of the first i think it was the first home game of 2021 22. um then a rick nash hockey fights cancer jersey and a ryan Strome black history month jersey um i have a couple more i have like a women empowerment jersey i have a military appreciation night jersey of Kako. But, yeah, for me as a collector, that, that's the other reason I was kind of annoyed because I really wanted to contribute by, you know, bidding on one of these jerseys and they have sticks with, like, special tape normally. So to me, that was, that was the big issue. And like I said, without getting into what kind of night it is, I really don't care about, you know, it being Pride Night or Military Appreciation Night or Essential Workers Night or Garden of Dreams Night. to have all these themed nights throughout the year where they where the proceeds benefit a charity of their choosing and it annoys me that a charity is now missing out on that money that's 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 my biggest issue with all this and like you said everyone's entitled to their opinion um and this is going to be a debate moving forward because there's going to be pride night next season and if they're going to wear their jerseys then people are going to go why didn't you wear them last year so this is always going to overshadow the actual event uh, which which is which is going to be annoying, but it's it's um, always going
1: to be you know especially in hockey. Um, it seemed pretty obvious that the Rangers did what they did to avoid potential bad PR in any way, given what you saw with Provorov. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that means that any Rangers were opposed of wearing the jersey or not, you know, we're never going to know. But because it leads fans to assumptions and just kind of being like, you know, why aren't you wearing them in the first place? Either way, it's going to come off bad PR. It just depends yeah. on who you're talking to. Really, yeah. it's all everyone's then, personal. Then, pre- you're not, it's a lose lose situation if you're the Rangers. Yeah. Let me play that. And way. then
0: the Rangers saying no comment just, just fuels that, that, you know, that, that speculation of, you know, was there a player who didn't want to wear it? I don't want to get into that. I, I, I don't want to. I don't, but wanna... there are a
1: lot of people that love to get into no, it. There And that's, they the are. Part yeah. Of it. And it There's has a lot been, of been a heated people out a heated. I just want to try to jump on someone without even knowing anything.
0: Yeah. And it has been a heated topic, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, hopefully they they take something away from this. Um, there are still some theme nights coming up. There will be like a, a Garden of Dreams night. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a Black History Month uh, night again because it's February. Um, That's
1: yeah, I'd imagine that they will,
0: right? I They think, usually I do think, that every year. I think there's a law enforcement appreciation night. Oh, like, like, like FTNY type stuff? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. or, or NYPD. Yeah. Um, course they always have the nypd FDNY games at madison square garden yeah. so these themed nights are great for a multitude of reasons and i wish people could just you know appreciate what they like and then just shut up if they don't you know yeah. if, if if you don't want to if it's, not, see if it's military, not the highway it's the highway steven don't you know yeah, if, if, if military stuff is not your thing then okay then just don't 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 give go a online and complain yeah. about it. You know, yeah, Mind your business. Enjoy. Like hockey fights, cancer night. If you don't care, if you think the jerseys are ugly and disgusting, okay, that's fine. You know, just, just, just watch, watch uh some some betting show on MSG before the game starts. Yeah, you know, because if there's one thing we have an abundance of on TV, it's betting shows, and none of them MSG. are
1: good. Unfor- unfortunately, <laughs>
0: the ones yeah. that I've seen at least. No, <laughs> but look. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward, but it was a, it was a good game by the Rangers. It was a 4-1 win over the Golden Knights. Golden Knights were a good team, by the way. Um,
1: and they are going to to head with Seattle
0: Fracken for the, for the division, uh, Pacific division, uh, in the West. Uh, how cool is this though? We have two expansion teams and they're already doing well. The Golden Knights made it to the Stanley Cup final in year one. The Kraken now in year two having a really good season. Yeah, Seattle's um,
1: really, really yeah. shocked me. And the and Kraken, I know, I know they, you got a lot to say on them, so I'm gonna let you yeah. take it away in a minute. Um, before we do, I just want to also make a note how Vegas, um, their biggest issue, we've kind of seen it for a while, but like Mark Stone, who's a phenomenal player, now out indefinitely indefinitely with another back surgery. Um, they're just a team that it looks like they honestly peaked early with Gallant. You know, they really were riding high on just that new franchise in town and everyone getting on board with them had younger talent, but these guys are aging. When you look at Vegas, they're not a terribly young team. They give up too much of their young assets, in my opinion, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, over the, I mean, just the fact alone that they had Nick Suzuki traded him away for Max Pacioretty just to, a couple years later, salary dump Max Pacioretty and Patches himself, who is still a great goal scorer, unfortunately just older, dealing with ailments. That's why he's out for the year again. He I think he ruptured his same Achilles that he was out for the yeah. past year, which yeah. sucks. Feel bad and, for him there.
0: You know, uh, that's not even the worst trade they made with the Montreal Canadiens.
1: Wait, don't tell me. Let me think. What was worse than that? Oh, was it the uh the Thomas Tatar deal?
0: A first, a second and a third for Thomas Tatar. Yeah.
1: What what did that end up turning into? Do you recall?
0: No, no, I'd have to look that up, but okay. it's it's a huge overpay. And and in this in this regard, that first year of making it all the way to the final probably hurt them more than it benefited them. Yeah, because it raised expectations. The way the Seattle Kraken have done it, you know, the, the Seattle Kraken didn't exploit the the you know the the advantages of the expansion draft. Not it's at good. all.
1: I mean, they, they had good.
0: Tarasenko
1: among many other solid players available. Yeah.
0: Uh, they could have had Tarasenko, they could have had Carey Price, they could have They could have had a multitude of valuable players that they could have then traded away for picks or prospects like the Vegas Golden Knights did. But um, the Winter Classic next year is going to be in Seattle at the, uh, it's called T-Mobile Park now, where the Seattle Mariners play against the Golden Knights. And I'll say this, you know, I already knew this because I've been to Seattle before, but Seattle really embraced the Kraken and... When I say Seattle has a hockey market and a hockey culture, it's because they've always had one. You know, yep. you have the Seattle Thunderbirds just south in Kent, the Everett Silver Tips, you have the Spokane Chiefs and the Tri-City Americans who play in Kenwick, the Portland Winter Hawks just down in Oregon, just a few hours south. That's that's major junior hockey, like five teams in, in just a couple of hours drive from the city of Seattle. And I, we went to Seattle practice facility, the the Iceplex. They have a wall with the history of Seattle and you know they have a a Seattle Metropolitans Jersey like an actual Jersey like an old one um they have they have like images of you know the Seattle Totems and they have a reverse retro Jersey and people go yeah they've only been in the league for a year why do they have a reverse retro because there's a history there in Seattle that that goes back all the way to the Metropolitans being the first American team to win the Stanley Cup that goes back to teams in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. There was a Seattle Seahawks hockey team. You know, the Seattle yeah. Totems. There's a very rich history. If the NHL plays this right and they touch on that history for the Winter Classic, that's going to be a great, a great experience. Um, and going to that arena myself, I was there when it was still a key arena where the Supersonics played. They basically dug it out. So the ice level is underground, basically. Yeah. Which which is really cool, because since it's in a park right next to the space needle, the arena doesn't oh doesn't really overshadow everything around it. so it's it's a really cool design that they have. And you know it was just it was just a fun experience there. Um, the food was good, was expensive, but like Madison Square Garden expensive. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun experience. And of course, we went to the game in Columbus. Columbus was cheap, by the way, two two large beers. Uh chicken tenders and fries for 26 bucks. That's what happens weekend. when you're one,
1: not in a big city, the way that yeah. you'll get Seattle, New York. And two, I mean, even when you look at the type of team that they are, you know, the funding that they get. Like they're yeah. they're just more of like that hometown. Like how how much of a fan base does Columbus have outside of Columbus? You know what I mean? It's yeah, different. yeah. So, yeah. and that's that's the benefit of when you go to away games like that. You know, when you go to those somewhat smaller towns, smaller yeah. cities, smaller areas, you know, that's yeah, And and I just
0: I just love to see and experience those other arenas. You know, yeah. in Columbus we sat right next to the Cannon. So, I wanted to Columbus Blue Jackets to score at least once cuz I wanted to hear the Cannon during the game, which they did. We still got the win. Um but just to, to experience the different arenas, the different fan bases and just to interact with people not just the the people that the fans that go to the game but you know talk to the people that work there and just you know ask them you know what it's like and uh so yeah i got to add two new arenas to to the trip this uh this time around um but the seattle kraken uh climate pledge arena it's a terrible name for an arena but that's the only bad thing about it
1: i agree it is a terrible name for it not Putting like the cause and everything aside, just a bad name for the arena yeah. in general. It's still better
0: than a sponsorship name, though.
1: It is better than a sp- it's better than like crypto. <laughs> like, it's it's
0: better that. it's better than than than, than crypto crypto uh, center. Is that is it crypto center in yeah, LA now? Yeah, it's
1: crypto something um because that's what Staples Center is. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: used to be Staples Center. Like, oh, let's go to Staples. Ima- imagine you just, just want to buy a printer, right? Yeah. And and you go onto Google and you enter Staples. And it says Staples Center. You go, ooh, that looks like a big store. Let's go there.
1: Yep. <laughs> but funny. yeah,
0: um, MSG is still the only uh, arena in the NHL that doesn't, well, now Seattle as well, that doesn't have a sponsored name.
1: Speaking of which, uh, I will be at the Garden tomorrow for my first ever New York Knicks game. So that will be a lot of fun. I mean, it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be very weird Walking in there and expecting there to be an ice rink, and it's not. Um, mm. I've never been there for anything else. I haven't been there for a concert before or anything like that. So it's going to take some getting used to. It always yeah. always baffles me, the fact that the ice is somehow under those wood panels and how quick they are to change things up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I,
0: look, I, I know they'll never do this, but I what I want to do, once in my life at least, is to be in the arena as they do the changeover
1: yeah just see how it works yeah
0: exactly but i know it's like a two-hour process and they don't want fans in the stands because they have to clean the stands etc etc just sell me a double ticket you know yeah. put, put me put me on one of the boots in between games you know and just let me or put me on the chase bridge i don't care i would just want to observe how they change it from a basketball court to an ice rink, or the other way around um and it's not just msg that does it you know most arenas almost every arena in the nhl is a multi-purpose arena and most arena shared with an NBA team
1: yeah no that that's true and you know I, i've been loving this conversation but i do wanted to steer a little bit more back to the rangers here before we get to a couple comments because there are some good comments there's one specific question i really want to okay. get on okay. to with you before we get out of here. Uh, one
0: more thing before we move on though yeah if if msg would have a sponsor name what would it be Uh, what would it be, or what should it be? No, no. What, what would? Let's say five years ago, the MSG decided to go with with a sponsor name. What, what, what would they have gone with?
1: So, like how TD Garden is, for example. Exactly,
0: it would be Chase.
1: Chase Garden, yeah, Chase, yeah,
0: Chase Garden makes the most sense, right?
1: And and while I while it would bother me, I. I would live with it just because I always think of Chase when I think of the Rangers that's, and Next. they're they've been paired for so long.
0: That's a really good point. Chase has always been part of of, of MSG anyway. Yep. You have to chase bank in front of it. You have to chase bridge. You know, everything is geared towards Chase being that first ever sponsor for MSG. Um but it's like in Columbus, you know, everything in Columbus is nationwide.
1: Yeah, for some reason. that's too much of a mouthful as is to say. Chase yeah, but it's, is, is quick, quick header yeah. to the point. But it's it's nationwide. nationwide
0: arena, it's nationwide arena on Nationwide Boulevard, right <laughs> across the street from the Nationwide building. So, I think and you nationwide have to park in the building.
1: Nationwide parking lot,
0: probably, probably like Nationwide <laughs> parking. Um, it's uh, but yeah, Chase Garden that, that's that's what I had in mind too. Chase Garden, I, I. I don't want it to happen, but if it has to happen, then Chase Garden is probably uh, the lesser of all evils. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. T- I tend to agree with you there. But, okay, so we're talking right now. Ranger hockey has not been happening lately. Why? Because we're in the All-Star break, Steven. Um, do you have any remarks that you'd like to share on the All-Star break? We know that the at the time of recording this, uh, February 3rd, the skills competition, I believe, is tonight. Then the All-Star game, the games, whatever you want to call it, is this weekend – is there anything that you're looking forward to? I know that you and I are more on the pessimistic side with the all-star front. Don't enjoy uh, it as much as we used to. I, I, but for I the reasons that I are representing at least, like, is there anything that's, yeah. you know... I wouldn't eye-opening. say I'm
0: pessimistic. I just don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what I meant to say. Like, I don't uh, hate it. I no. just... I don't I don't care. Like, when I was a kid, I, I loved it. I cared a yeah. lot. If, I, if, I if
0: I'm home and there's nothing else on TV and I cannot sleep, I'll turn it on. Yeah. But... It's not something I'll stay home for, you know, if I can go out for drinks tomorrow or watch the All-Star game, I'll go out for drinks. Um, That said, I love the All-Star jerseys this year. Uh, I love that they embraced the reverse retro aspect with the All-Star jerseys. They went with the 1994 jersey design in Miami Vice colors. And I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, that is. Uh, their jerseys are so much better than what they've been in years past. I yeah. haven't liked an all-star jersey, I don't think, until since when was it? 2011, 2012, when it was Hank Girardi. Yeah. Those red and blue jerseys were yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. 2011,
0: 2012. Um, my fiance has the white Lunkwiz jersey. I have the blue gaverick one. Ooh, That's they're,
1: they're both so nice.
0: I'd say that's probably that's the last time the all-star jerseys were worth buying.
1: And I'll never forget that game specifically, how you could tell bothered Hank was getting from Gabby scoring on oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> celebration. Because
0: yeah. he 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 did the he did the AK 47 celebration that Anisimov did. Oh, yeah, he from, did the, uh, he
1: did like the Anisimov or the Solani. You know, <laughs> that's what he did on him. That was fun. Yeah, yeah that's a good point.
0: <laughs> oh man, th- th- this just brings me back to the winter classic, road to the winter classic show on HBO.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was which good. which
0: always like when I start talking about that, I, I just get upset that the NHL doesn't have any original content.
1: I know we we've we've harped on this many times. It's I just like. games.
0: It's just games. How are you gonna grow your audience by just showing games? You need more, man. You need you need something for people to watch to get into it. But anyway, documentaries not- literally
1: documentaries, mini doc series change everything. I mean they're one still to this day, one of my favorite, if not if not my favorite, then one of my favorite. And it's actually funny that I'm saying this because I know ESPN is running all Michael Jordan stuff today because it's two 2023 twenty three. They're purposely doing that. But the Last Dance documentary that's on Netflix, uh, I watched Jordan, it three times. It's yeah. it's phenomenal. Like even even if you even if one you're not a big basketball fan, which I know you're
0: not, Stephen. Or doesn't two, matter. It, but listen, it doesn't I grew matter. Up it's so well
1: put together, and it really gives you an in idea. Of- I
0: grew up in the nineties. I grew up in the nineties. Jordan was so big that it was a thing over here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and where where were you living in the nineties? Were
0: you in Africa then? Uh, I was in the Netherlands. I lived in the Netherlands.
1: Okay. Nobody so watches in basketball in the Netherlands.
0: No, nobody gives a shit about them, about basketball. Yeah. My mom knows who Michael Jordan is, and she's never watched a basketball game in her life. Yep, it's just one of those things, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, that, my mom, that, my mom, they take me to the cinema to see Space Jam, though.
1: I actually should. That sounds like a good mother, if you ask me. Yes.
0: yes.
1: <laughs> Not that new Space Jam bullshit with LeBron. Nice try, though. Oh, no, um, no, no, no. Uh, okay, again, getting off topic here. Anyway, no. so we we talked about the all-star break there. Again, we're just looking forward to Rangers hockey. Speaking of which, let's look at the upcoming schedule before we get to any prospect updates that you might have to share. Uh, speaking of prospects, one uh, one thing I do want to add is again, I was excited to see Will Cooley. I hope that he gets some more reps in. Um, when the Rangers are back from the All Star break, here uh, we saw Sammy Blay. I even I think Sammy Blay actually scored when he was brought down to the Wolfpack, which is funny. Um, hasn't scored with you the just, Rangers, look, but he did look. score shortly after being sent I'm, down. I'm going
0: to say I'm going to say something about Sammy Blay here. Look. A lot of people think that I don't like Sammy Blay because I complain about him all the fucking time, and I get that. But it's not that I don't like Sammy Blay. It's not that I want Sammy Blay to be in the AHL because he sucks. I want Sammy Blay to play in the AHL because he doesn't face the same kind of pressure and and you know power that players have that he does in the NHL, and he's still recovering from an injury. Yeah, he, he hasn't down,
1: been the same. He does not look no. at all. Like what he did when they, the Rangers first acquired him, and that's yeah. Okay. They
0: should have done this. They should have done this in October, when Sammy Blay on opening night comes back from injury. That's when you send him down on a conditioning loan. Of course, I know the player has to has to agree to it, and this and that, blah blah blah. But I'm I'm just shocked that it took this long because going down to the AHL for two weeks, which should almost be up by the way. Because it's max two weeks on a conditioning loan. Going down to the AHL helps him, like get you get into a groove. We saw with Julien Gauthier. Julien Gauthier, of course, went like after clearing waivers, but still, Gauthier went down to the AHL. You face lesser opposition. You get into a groove. You know, you get to use the moves that may not work because you're a little too slow in the NHL, but you get to refine the way you play going up against lesser competition. And Sammy Blay needed this. And I'm glad that Sammy Blay finally gets to do this. Pavel Butchnevich in 2016, same thing. Pavel Butchnevich spent two weeks in Hartford on a conditioning loan uh, after suffering uh, a couple of um, like back, back injuries. I think he had back spasms mm-hmm. several times. And he went to, the, to, to Hartford and when you don't face the same like physical opposition, it's easier to get into a groove. So when Sammy Blake comes back, I hope he plays. I hope he scores because that's what the Rangers need. We'll still never get out of it what we gave up in Butchnevich, but at least if he can become a serviceable fourth liner, at least it's something. That's what the Rangers need. So this is a great move. With Cooley, the way he played, he, he deserves another game. Uh, the Rangers are not allowing him to play in the AHL All-Star game.
1: Which so, means that they, they want to make sure he's healthy and be ready for the probably. Rangers. Uh,
0: three years ago, they did the same with Igor Shashchurkin, of course, who yep. was on the team. By the and time I have the, the privilege World's-car of
1: seeing came. Igor with the Wolfpack. That's something that i always Ooh, be happy nice. that I got to do. Yeah, because I, I saw him long. play
0: for the Russian national team and for his Russian team in the KHL, that's which funny. I'll always cherish. I saw him play in an outdoor game. For, for for That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it Jorkin now finally gets to uh, have his first All Star game in North America, and his third All Star game overall, because um, he played in two All Star games in the KHL, of course. Um, and Cooley, look, they want to keep him healthy. I get it. But yeah, do you really want to go overboard with protecting your players? Players get injured all the time doing menial tasks that have nothing to do with the sport they play you know this had like 2002 I, I i discussed this on uh, on hockey's future like hf boards like the forum uh uh-huh. back in 2002 there was a french defenseman who was set to make a transfer to Man united and he broke his or he injured his knee while walking his dog and that ruined the transfer should he not be walking his dog? Is some sometimes injuries just happen? You know That's you so cannot busy. bubble wrap so players too. Yeah, you cannot bubble wrap players to the point where you know they they will never get injured. They have to uh, live a
1: life at the end of the day. You just gotta be was, just have to be a little bit more cautious than the average individual.
0: That was Julian Escudé for listeners who are wondering who it was. Uh, okay, Santiago Canizares, a Spanish goalkeeper. Same summer, uh, missed the FIFA World Cup because he dropped a bottle of cologne. And one of the glass shards uh, cut that tendon in his foot. (laughs) He was in the bathroom getting ready for his day. Uh, Players get injured all the time doing menial things. So random. Do you really? I I think it kind of sucks to take Will Cooley out of the AHL All Star game, but. I'm pretty sure he's okay with it, being in the NHL and getting a bigger payday. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go on, on a limb and say that he probably appreciates and is prioritizing the NHL more than an AHL All-Star game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could yes, be wrong, but I, th- yes. I, think, I, I think I'm... think I uh, Speaking
0: that. of the All-Star game, last thing I'll say about the All-Star game, though, Bull Horfath, uh traded to the New York yes. Islanders ahead of the All-Star game. Um, Good move for them as long
1: as they can resign him.
0: Here's a question for you, though. Can you name any other player that was traded right before the All Star Game wow. and then uh, that that they were supposed to represent?
1: Oh, are you asking me this question because it's Rangers related?
0: No. Oh well, one of them is.
1: Could you tell me how like how soon soon these were? Uh, like,
0: 2016 is the most recent.
1: And was that a Ranger?
0: No, it was a former Ranger though.
1: Position. We yeah, got narrowed down.
0: <laughs> I think this guy played defenseman and forward.
1: Someone said in the chat, so I'm cheating. But yes, John Scott.
0: John Scott. <laughs> yeah, he was traded from I think the Coyotes to the Canadians, but he still represented the Pacific Division.
1: Yes, that was uh, great.
0: So, some other examples: Sundays, Ozelin in 2003, uh, Bob Kudelski in 1990, and then Bernie Nichols in 19 oh sorry. Bob Gudelski in 1994, and then Bernie Nichols in
1: 1990. Yeah, shout to AZ in the chat in the live stream. He said Bernie Nichols. Yeah, Nichols was stuff.
0: traded from the Oilers to the Rangers, um, like right before the All-Star game. Uh, Interesting. So this these things don't happen very often, but when it does happen, it it triggers like my brain. I go, "Oh, I want to research this now. Um, and I remember when it happened, you know, our last day in Seattle. And, uh, and Catherine's like, what are you doing? I'm just researching something. Just, I see, "What are you? What are you looking up?" And I go, "Well, you know, Horford was just trading. And she goes, "Are you looking up players that were just traded before the All-Star game?" I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just I, I like figuring it out and then and then sharing it. You know, it's uh, it's 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 stuff like that that keeps me going. I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. Also, shout out everyone here in the live stream. Appreciate you guys. Shout out my boy Darren. Uh, great supporter of mine, especially on the Mets channel. Appreciate you being here and everyone else, as always, guys, uh, for in the live stream. But now, Steven, let's get into the next uh, couple games for the Rangers, because we probably won't talk again for a little bit. Hoping that we can try to get an episode in um, by the 14th, if not 16th, uh, only because we're going to
0: meet up on Valentine's Day. Uh,
1: well, I'm good. Get- Maybe. It- Here's the thing, though. It's very
0: tricky. OK, listen to this. So if, if we record on Valentine's Day, we have to talk about the players we love. <laughs> so
1: here's the issue for me, at least my schedule is absolutely swamped. So next weekend, I'm going to be out of town for like the majority of that time. OK, so then we get to the Tuesday. That Tuesday is not only my yearly anniversary with my girlfriend it's also actually my mother's birthday. The following day, the fifteenth, Stephen. That's my fault Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! Your yes. mother's birthday is on Valentine's Day. Yes. And you got together with your girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Yes. Man, you love that day, don't you?
1: No, it's I actually awesome. despise it because there's too many things at once. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend and I always joke, be like, we never expected to be together this long from when we started so oh, that's like,
0: that's, not, that's nice to hear
1: right yeah no but like in, in all seriousness we didn't think that this would be an issue but like now it is so we celebrated different times you know what i mean like different days of the week yeah. then the following day is my father's birthday my parents are a year apart but are the 14th and the 15th of february how bizarre oh, is that Jesus. yeah i know so anyways a lot of things are coming up over the next week but the goals, hopefully, we'll talk after the next four games to the Rangers. And during that span, they're home on Monday against Calgary. Then they have Vancouver on the eighth, led by uh, Mr. Tocket, as they did so well with their coaching transition. Couldn't have done oh, it better. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. Can we talk about the Canucks quickly and how the, the fans are completely mocking their organization and backing Bruce Boudreaux? Yeah. Who was fired, who Bruce, should not be it. To is. Bruce, there it is. That's one of the best chants I've ever heard in hockey, mostly because 9 out of 10 chants are just let's go team name. But, yeah, Bruce, there it is. That's one of my favorites.
1: Yep. So we got that game on the 8th, then the 10th at home against the Kraken. And it's a back-to-back. They head to Carolina right after that to face the Hurricanes. So, Stephen, you were the winner of our previous prediction, so I'll let you go ahead again of the next four games. Again, I like how you say again. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping this is the final time for a bit, Stephen. I'm annoyed Um, for those that are, aren't aware off air when I was talking with Stephen as bothered as I was with that Rangers loss to the trauma police in overtime. A part of me was equally, if not more bothered by the fact that I knew that Stephen had won the prediction for another week by securing that overtime loss. So it is what it is. Stephen, go ahead. W- what do you got for these four games? Wins, losses, goals as a tiebreaker.
0: Uh, let's see uh, the Rangers always struggle with the Flames That that's the one that's that's bugging me, I think we're going to beat the Canucks we're going to beat the Kraken, even though they're a good team Hurricanes are going to be tricky I'm going to go 2-1-1 one, and, one. and the goals prediction, it's 4 games uh, I'm going to go with uh, 13 okay
1: all right. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with one, two, three, four. Uh, do I want to be biased and say three and one, or do I want to be what I think has more potential at two and two? Just because you never know how a team's gonna look after having like a week off. Um, shoot. Uh, I'm going to go two and two only mm-hmm. because of the fact that I don't know how they're going to look out the jump here Uh, post all-star break. Do I think that they can win all those games? Absolutely. But I'm just going to be very conservative here and go two and two for goal. I mean,
0: it's not just the all-star break we're dealing with, right? I think the Rangers had a bye week.
1: Oh, that's true. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's a good point as well. Either way, two and two. There have, been,
0: there have been NHL games going on until last night, I think. Have? Oh, yeah.
1: I think you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really- forgot
1: I forgot that teams get specific bye weeks now. That kicked in a couple yeah. years ago. And yeah. I always forget about it. Okay, so yeah. All right, so two and two is still my prediction. And for goals, if they're going two and two, then I'm going to go with the under of 13. Okay. So on, on average, they could still get three goals per game.
0: There. Okay. So goals. let me, let me, let me, let me send this to you then. Uh, I went with two one, one and 12 goals and you go with two, two and O and 13 goals. Yep. Cool. All um, right. Uh, one last one thing I still want to touch on. I forgot about it, about the all-star game quickly. Um, they got a second player because there was an injury, but it's kind of shitty that the Florida Panthers initially only had one player for an all-star game that they're hosting. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. You know, normally they gassed it up. Like, let me put it this way. If we were even if, in – If the Rangers
0: were hosting the all-star game.
1: No, 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 no. But uh, – That would be Rangers, – Rangers, Rangers, are are Rangers are a better team, right? And they have more star players. But even then, like, I feel like if this was in, like, Arizona, there would be at minimum, like, two Coyotes, like a Clay and yeah. Keller and a uh, Nick Schmaltz or something, right? Like, it's absurd. You're right. The fact that only Matthew Kachuk, who's the new guy on the block, as the lone guy, what? I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure Alexander Barkov is one of the best centers in the game. Let's just yeah. rush him under the rug. Okay, cool. Got it. Like, why would he you, at minimum, bring him into this? That's
0: kind of insane to me. Yeah. And then the other thing that pisses me off, um, uh, Maddie Benares, who was a representative for the Seattle Kraken, gets injured because yep. Tyler Myers, who should have been suspended for a couple of months for that, Tyler Myers hit, has a blindside hit on him, ends up with a concussion, now misses the, the All-Star game. The NHL replaces him with Chandler Stevenson of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, so... On the one hand, the NHL goes every team needs to be represented, and then now there's no one from the Kraken.
1: Oh their
0: latest expansion team, who's gonna be who's gonna host the the winter classic a year from now?
1: Yeah, not great with marketing.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, we (laughs) can do (laughs) our episode about how shit the NHL is at marketing their own product. Baseball is too.
1: Trust me. We don't need to get on that tangent. Um, okay, so. Talked about. Look, everything. I understand
0: why Kachuk was the choice for the Florida Panthers. No, as do I. But it game. should have been more than him. Is the point. yes? Yeah. They should and have had cool. at least three players. The team that hosts the All Star Game should have at least three players. Yeah. And that the and last yeah. time the Rangers hosted was 1994. It was Leech, Messier, Richter, and Graves. And you know what? You know what? It should have been Zuboff instead of Graves.
1: You could argue that for sure.
0: I know that's a controversial take, maybe, but the fourth player to represent the Rangers in the All-Star game that season should have been Zubov, not Graves.
1: I mean, that was also Graves' 50-goal year, though, wasn't it?
0: I know. I know. Zubov led the team in points as a defenseman, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, Zubov was a bit. He was the one that should have been cut loose too early, but... Zubov, you know, as
0: a defenseman, if I remember correctly, had 87 points, or 89. Yeah, he was a beast. Hold on. I'm going to look at it. Up. I, I want to get this right now. Uh, While- Serge- Hold on. I, I I just clicked on the wrong Zuboff. Ilya Zuboff. While you looked that places. up. Uh, I got it here. 89 points. 89 as a defenseman. 89. Insane. Insane. So- 89 points. So- Messier at 84. Graves and Leach at 79. Wow. Okay. So staying on the
1: topic of High numbers. This is episode 71 of Rangers Review, Stephen. So do you know the jersey history of 71 for the Rangers?
0: Ooh, for 71. Uh, let me. I guess, I'm going to ask you, of course. Uh, there's two players. You should be able to get both because one of them is very recent.
1: Very and the recent. other
0: one is responsible for one of the most iconic moments when you first started following this team. Ooh. One is a goalie and one is a winger. Iconic moments.
1: So we're talking twenty twelve. Yep. Uh,
0: in in in, uh, in Philadelphia. On oh. New Year. Mike Rob. There you go. All the right. Yager salute by Mike Rupp in the Winter Classic. There you okay.
1: go. Goalie now. Goalie was recent. How
0: recent? Last season. Last season. 2021-2022.
1: <laughs> How many games did he play for the Rangers? Like one or two? Let
0: me let me let me look it up. Actually, uh, uh, this is one game. What? One game. One game for the Rangers. Was that one oh, sorry. game? no, 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 no. Uh, one game last season, he had 10 in total for the Rangers. 903 3 save percentage.
1: Oh, if it was 10 in total, it's Keith Kincaid. Yes! Yeah, because when you said one, I was thinking, is this Adam Huska? <laughs>
0: like, that was the first thing. Oh, no, there. no, no, Huska. What number was Huska? 32?
1: I-, I remember he played against Colorado and just got absolutely cooked, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that that Colorado game was great until the second period started. Yeah. Uh yeah, let me let me see actually that that uh that Colorado game Lundqvist scored his first ever NHL goal in that game. Uh ended up in an 8-1 or oh, sorry, 7-3 loss. Uh Lundqvist on the power play gave the Rangers a 2-1 lead at the end of the first and then they conceded five straight goals in the second period. But anyway, right. that's Husker uh, do you remember the only game that Kincaid played last season for the Rangers? Oh, he he got the win with the Rangers. It was a win. Uh, and Kako scored a power play goal because Panarin was out. Oh. Was the team that the Rangers faced in the Metro? Nope. Okay. Not even in the East. Oh. Oh, boy, boy. Pacific? I don't know. What division are they in today? Because it changed recently. They're in the Central now. Central?
1: Who the hell's in the Central? (laughs) I'm blanking so hard right now. I just need to refresh my memory.
0: They're the team that has the nicest jerseys, the nicest reverse retro jerseys. Right now? Their 2020 is my all-time favorite reverse retro. Okay. Uh... The Rangers were trailing 2-1 with five minutes to go in the third period. If it's your it's
1: all-time two. favorite reverse retro, was it oh, Coyotes?
0: Yes, Coyotes. Yeah, because I, I, the only reason why
1: I said that is because they're my favorite too. Those purple the pur- ones the purple, one. the
0: purple. The purple reverse retro.
1: Okay, that's cool. If um, but... I can ever
0: get my hands on one, uh, look, I don't really collect jerseys that have nothing to do with the Rangers. I have a Tim Stutzler Adler Mannheim jersey because I saw him play with the Adler Mannheim in Vienna. Okay. And I have a Miro Heiskanen Dallas Stars jersey, the black and neon green one because I love that jersey. I love that jersey, but uh, I I would probably go for a Coyotes Reverse Retro 1.0 jersey at some point.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would, too. I would anyway, love it. Uh, anyway, yeah.
0: let's do some questions before we get into prospects. We do. Um,
1: I mean, there isn't really much that needs to be hopped up, harped on with the prospects right now, is there? If it's like a quick hitter, why don't you go through it quick? But before we do, just want uh, Mr. Sensei asked a quick question. How many NHL arenas have you guys been to? Steven's at. Funny enough, Steven, the schmuck who lives literally across the pond in a different country, has been to more arenas than I have. I've been to the Rangers at MSG. I've been to the Capitals at their arena, and I've been to the Flyers at Wells Fargo. I've not been to any more arenas than that, um, but that's something that literally can change kind of whenever. It's just a matter of when. Like, I want to go to Prudential Center when the Rangers play the Devils. Um, I definitely want to go to the Islanders Arena um, when the Rangers play, just because I'm curious how many Ranger fans will be in there too. Like, will do Ranger fans kind of fill up like half that place, or do the Islanders actually more. do pretty well? More than you know? half. More than half, yeah. So it, it will still feel like a home game pretty much. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I remember I years ago they had a they had like this, this this thing at a Rangers, it wasn't even a Rangers game at the, at the Coliseum. Uh, but they had this thing where if people dressed up in a Santa suit, then they would get in for free and they could be on the ice during it. An and convention. it was a brawl because there were Ranger fans, a couple games. of Ranger fans that went to the game, it wasn't <laughs> even
1: a Rangers game, yeah. And you know, you yeah. know what, you know what, what happened when the new Islanders Stadium was just being built? The foundation, a construction worker put a Ranger jersey under there.
0: <laughs> well, that 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 explains like the ten plus losing streak when they first started yes. playing
1: that. Yes, he cursed them, which is hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I've been to UBS Arena for an Islanders Sharks game, and the Sharks won in overtime. It was amazing. I'm pretty
1: sure someone also put. A Red Sox jersey like buried somewhere in the Yankee Stadium for a while. I think they put like a big poppy jersey yeah. there and then it was found after like a long time. Like fans are creative as shit. If there's one thing that I will say is funny, um, it's no better way to like kind of put on your own hex than putting a jersey somewhere stuffed away in the opposing arena.
0: 2002, the Winter Olympics, uh, a Canadian construction worker, I think, put like a, a Canadian loony. Under center ice for the gold medal game,
1: really? I didn't know that. That's wild, huh.
0: but yeah. So, you've been to three NHL arenas, then correct? All right, uh, let me see. Uh, let me start in the west. Uh, I've been to Vancouver, but I have to say, Vancouver was for the NHL draft and the world juniors, not an NHL game, but still, Vancouver, uh, which is Rogers Arena or Rogers. I don't know Rogers Center, Rogers Arena. Anyway, uh, Seattle uh, Climate Pledge. I've been to Vegas, the T-Mobile Center, uh, Arizona, the Gila River Arena before they moved to their current one, the Dallas Stars American Airlines Center, which is the NHL draft. I have a T-shirt of the of the with a picture of the arena, saying "My AA Center serves booze," which is hilarious. <laughs> um. So that's uh, uh, Vancouver, Seattle, Arizona, Vegas, Dallas, uh, Minnesota, St. Louis, um, Tampa, Nashville, Philly, New Jersey, Rangers, Buffalo, Islanders. uh, So that's 14. Calgary, I've been to the Saddlebone, so that's 15. 16 if you include City Field for the Winter Classic.
1: I'm not, but yeah, <laughs> so we'll go 15. i uh, 15
0: then, 15. Yeah. So I'm almost halfway. Almost. Yeah, that's
1: great. That's wild. And again, I'm hoping that I can get to those type of numbers in the next couple of years. That'd be great. Um, so, oh, sorry, I forgot Columbus, 16. 16, okay, fair enough. Sorry, Very I nice. only
0: added it like two weeks ago. So pardon the uh, exclusion there.
1: This is a question that I want to make sure is answered because I it goes in hand with what the majority of the questions of – today's show have been because as we're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline naturally people want to know according to mikey d what's your guys's dream deadline scenario big names like myers uh meyer and kane or lower tier guys like mott Barbashev, domi how can we afford meyer because all reporting is that it's their number one target well they can uh, we talked about this a- last episode, Mikey, but they can afford Timo right now. They just won't be able to resign him. It's as yeah. simple as that. They'll have to so let the him. The
0: problem with Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer signed his contract before the MOU that was signed in 2020. Now, I'm getting a bit technical here, but there's the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement that was signed in 2012. And then in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, instead of going for a new CBA, they decided to sign an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding, which I guess you would would compare to an amendment on certain rules. Uh, And one of the rules that changed is how the qualifying offer is calculated. So previously, the qualifying offer would be the same as the base salary in the final year of a contract. Now, it's still the same with the exception that the qualifying offer cannot be more than 120% uh, or 125% of the AAV, the cap hit, the annual average value. But Meyer signed his before the MOU. And with his base salary being $10 million in this season, that means his qualifying offer is $10 million. So if a team wants to retain him, they have to give him a qualifying offer, a one-year contract for $10 million. If he signs that, he's on the books for $10 million for one year. And if I'm Timo Meyer, I'm signing that because it's one year, ten million. If you don't give a player a qualifying offer, even though the player is a restricted free agent, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So Timo Meyer, in essence, is for a team that is up against the cap. Timo Meyer is an unrestricted free agent like Patrick Kane is or Vladimir Tarasenko is. So if the Rangers acquire him, he will be a rental. Yep. There's no way the Rangers can afford to even give him his qualifying offer.
1: Exactly. And and that's why Timo is he possible? Yes. But do we expect Drury to give up significant assets for a guy that's going to be strictly rental? I don't think yeah.
0: we can expect that. Because the San Jose Sharks are looking for a return that 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 pays for Timo Meyer being under control. So you're looking you're, at a team. They're like looking, the you're looking for the
1: equivalent of probably like a Lafreniere and like a first. You know, well protected like,
0: first. that a rental usually goes for a first round pick and a prospect. A player that's still under contract goes for a lot more than that. You could add a second round pick, a second prospect, maybe a roster player. That's the type of return that the San Jose Sharks are looking for. And a team like the New Jersey Devils um, have a have an easier time trying to extend a guy like Timo Meyer, than the Rangers would. You know, the Rangers have 3.1 million, if I remember correctly, in cap penalties coming off the books. But you need to sign Keandre Miller. You need to sign Philip Heal, You need to sign Alexi Lafreniere. They're all restricted free agents. The Rangers just don't have the cap space for that kind of commitment. And that means that Timo Meyer becomes a restricted free agent. Uh sorry, unrestricted free agent if he goes to the Rangers. I don't see it happening. So what I, I want to happen, yeah, what do you what want I to happen? think and what I think will happen is probably closer to what we saw last year. The Rangers gave up a fourth round pick for Frank Vitrano, a third round pick for uh Justin Brown, a fourth round pick for Tyler Mott, and then a second, a conditional second, and Morgan Barron for Andrew Cox. Now that conditional second turned into a first when we made it to the Eastern Conference Final. But those are the type of trades you'd be looking at. You're looking at a guy who rounds out your team. Not that top, like the upper echelon player like Patrick Kane. I don't think the Rangers are going to end up with a guy like Patrick Kane or Tarasenko. You're going to look at a guy like, uh, I know he's injured now, and there's some, some discussion about how healthy he will be at the end of the season. But Gustav Nyquist, who plays for... What does he play for now? The Columbus Blue Jackets? Yeah,
1: he's been injury. He's been injury prone though.
0: Yeah, he's injury prone, but uh those are the type of rentals that the Rangers should be looking at. Maybe some fourth line help in Nick Bukestad of the Arizona Coyotes. I would you know who I would rather
1: want if we're gonna get fourth line help?
0: Tyler Mock. Yeah, he just became available. Give Tyler me the Mark, mock four, four.
1: Every, every day of the week.
0: Look, I would I would trade a fourth round pick every year at the deadline for Tyler Mall. Yeah, he's just one of those
1: guys. If that and if that were to happen, this would be Kelly Johnson 2.0 for my Mets fans out there that know back to back years. The New York Mets around the trade line acquired veteran hitter and infielder and in Kelly Johnson. Was he the best thing in the world? No, but he just he just gave you the right amount of production for what you were looking for from a bench bat that wasn't playing every day, you know, just a more of a uh, depth role, if you will, which is the equivalent to Tyler Mott. So not only him, but for me, at least I want, this is my dream scenario. I want the Rangers to get Jacob Magna from the Sharks. I saw AZ in the chat comment this, and I agree with well, him. Well, we had his brother already a
0: couple of years ago. Yeah, and Jason,
1: Jason was shit. We tried him on the first line like everyone else. It didn't get anywhere. Um, Did, however, he didn't,
0: J- didn't have like two assists in his first game or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he was playing alongside Nash, pretty sure. That's why. Um, uh, yeah, no, since then, however, you look at Jacob Magna. He's kind of really found something in his career with, uh, the David Quinn ran San Jose Sharks and he has made defenders around him better. I just saw a post about him over this past week on his numbers really really solid uh depth defenseman, big sizable defenseman too like a Toonorti, like a Harper, but is far superior defensively than what Harper currently is. So he's not a seventh defenseman. He's perfect to pair on that bottom pair for the Rangers and I know for a fact that if the Rangers acquired him, he would quickly become a goal on favorite with the size and the ability that he brings with his defensive game. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm appealed with there. Offensively, Tyler Mott get, get him back on the fourth line. Um, uh, and magnet is only a 2.25 million dollar cap hit according to AZ in the chat. So that's good too. Yeah. And then if the Rangers can swing this trade, I know a lot of people are against it, but I'm sorry. I'm not. And there's a couple reasons why I want Patrick Kane. We've been talking about for half a decade now. I know his advanced numbers look like absolute dog shit this season. I'm fully aware of that, but I still want him on this team because look at what Kane is playing with one on a horrendous Chicago Blackhawks team. That has nothing to win for. Kane at this point in his career I know for a fact if he is traded to a Stanley Cup contending caliber team we'll get those juices flowing again and I can only imagine the type of production that he would be able to get back to come playoff time if he was playing alongside his former teammate and good friend and Artemi Panarin. So for anyone out there that's saying that, oh, my goodness, Patrick Kane, why would you want him? He's absolutely cooked. You're not paying attention. The Patrick Kane that you see on the Blackhawks right now is not the equal equivalent to what he would be on a contending team. What he would be on a contending team would be an absolute plus. I mean, think of the Phil Kessels of the world as an example, too. Like, these are guys, these are veterans that if you bring them in, only bring positives to this team. Is he going to be defensive liability? Absolutely. But let's not sit here and act like every Rangers winner is an absolute stud uh, from the defensive front, okay? Uh, you bring in Kane, you bring more offense to this power, you bring more depth, and you scare more of the opposing teams. I apologize for the little rant I'm going on right now. But right. the Scars have aligned for so long, now is the time to get him. I know we're not going to keep him after this year. Just say, fuck it, go get him. It shouldn't cost you too much. Should be still in that realm of possibility without giving up the entire farm for the Rangers. All right, Steven, now respond to me and tell me everything that I said was wrong.
0: I w- Kane is not even the player on the Blackhawks I would target. You would target Max Domi? yes. Because his price will be lower, and he he Max Domi has more points than Patrick Kane. I know it's only one more point, but look, uh, I think Max Domi is just a better fit for this team. Patrick Kane he could be I, again. I'm being a spoiled brat they want
1: Kane on the Rangers his entire time. Okay,
0: so do you think Kane's gonna get power play time on the Rangers? And by power play time, I mean the first unit.
1: Why in God's name when he? That's literally like what he's known. Okay, for. so who are you
0: taking off the power play then?
1: All right, who's in right wing for the Rangers on power play? No. Ah, unless you move things around.
0: Okay, okay. Convince me that Kane's gonna get top power play time on the Rangers.
1: If it if it would not be a detriment, I would be in favor of Kane on power play one over Panarin and putting over Panarin. Panarin.
0: You're gonna take Panarin off the first power play unit.
1: If I ah, no, I'm not because Penner is still such a good setup guy. Right, so I'm, tra- I'm trying to justify it by saying how Kane has that one timer ability in mm-hmm. the right dot, which I right, personally like right. as a hockey so fan. Is
0: Kane but Penner is of- also the
1: guy that's always setting up these yeah. one tees for Zibanejad in the left dot. So it's it you know it's kind of you're damned if you so do, you're, you're damned would if you, put
0: you don't. Kane take on that. a power play instead of Zibanejad then. No, you can't, because Mika's,
1: Mika's okay, slot in so there. Okay, who's
0: coming off the power play?
1: Yeah, no, you kind of have me in a little bit of a pickle right now. Because, um,
0: and, and I'm going to...
1: Wait, 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 actually, I mean, if the Rangers really want to get front-loaded, you could have it where you have Mika as the center there, and then you have Panera in the left dot and Kane in the right.
0: But so I know they're not Procheck, going to do that. Procek, who has the only uh, face-off percentage over 50% on the team off power play one. No,
1: again, that's what I'm saying. It, in uh, hindsight, so it who, doesn't look like it would okay, be a smart so, idea. So
0: it's going to be Kreider. Who's going to be the net front presence if Kreider gets, comes over the power play? Nah. Okay, so is Kane not getting power play one time then? He wouldn't. He would be on
1: power play two. And I'm okay, okay with that
0: as long as the Rangers know okay. out. Okay.
1: As long as Gallant properly balances it. Because I think Did if you he put Kane on power play two – wouldn't that entice Gallant more to want to play that second unit?
0: You and I both know Gallant, right?
1: Yes, but we all know that Gallant does like his vets. So I'm pretty sure that he would like Patrick Kane.
0: Here's my point. Patrick Kane and Alexi Lafreniere are tied in points at even strength this season. Look at the rosters though, Steven. You can't compare them. Okay, okay. Um, Kane doesn't even lead his own team in scoring. No, I know. Okay. Look, I, I'm not against Patrick Kane. I'm just against Patrick Kane for the price that's being mentioned in the I, media.
1: I, I agree with that. I'm against Kane at a premium. I'm against Kane at a Sather trade value, if you will, right? I
0: will. I will give up a first and a conditional second at most. And the condition for that second is it becomes a first if we make it to the Stanley Cup final. And who's paying more than that for him right now, though? I don't know. Because that's the other thing, ten point five million, that's not a cap hit a lot of teams can afford. And and the Rangers but, would
1: only be able to do this if they eat if they only get fifty percent of that. And this yeah. is this
0: is why I'm kind of hoping Drury does what he did last season. You know, get some guys that 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 balance your team. You know, there's one guy that I've been a fan of ever since he got to the league, and I, I, look, this is probably a name that we're never going to talk about as a Ranger ever, but Marcus Johansson. Yeah, he's on. He's on the Caps. He played for the Caps for about a decade. I think he was traded to the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, at some he was time. on the
1: Devils, Bruins. Um, uh, the Kraken got him Kraken. in the expansion
0: draft, and now he's back with Washington. He's half a point per game. This is the this is a guy that that can play anywhere. He can play center. He can play left wing. He can, he can play right wing. That's the type of player for like a second round pick that I would target over going for the big fish at the trade deadline and overpaying. You know the last time a team actually won the Stanley Cup while getting the biggest player at the deadline? Probably a long time, honestly. The LA Kings with Gabarik in 2012. And that, Sorry, that, was, and that, was, and that
1: was the best acquisition possible. Yeah,
0: but, yeah. 2014, Gabarik to the LA Kings. That is, to my knowledge at least, the, the last time the Stanley Cup winning team netted the biggest player at the deadline. See, don't – I feel if the Rangers got Domi, it would kind
1: of give me Frank Vitrano vibes a little bit. He has some speed in his game. Can play, set, can, can, play center, can, can, can play center, can play the get him the for lane. a third or
0: fourth round pick. The Rangers I remember when
1: Ranger fans used to hate him too. I've always been a Domi fan. I remember the little feuds he would have with Lemieux back in the day too. No, but
0: which it's, is, it's it's Look, it's the same thing with uh, Burakovsky. I hated Burakovsky when he played for the Caps because he always killed us.
1: Yeah, I, I I always was a Burkovsky fan though. I just, I, would I, I
0: would I would love to see him in a Rangers jersey because that's what he does. And Max Domi, the only objection I have to Max Domi becoming a Ranger is that the locker room is going to be a bit awkward because Barkley Goudreau is married to Max Domi's ex girlfriend.
1: Really? Okay. <laughs> Why, why are we tossing these wives around like that? What's going on? Uh, that reminds me of like how Garrett Cole for the Yankees is married to um, Brandon Crawford, who's a longtime shortstop for the uh, San Francisco Giants. By
0: the way, Cole's first name always cracks me up because it's a very old-fashioned name in the Netherlands. Garrett? Especially how it's spelled. I'm not yeah, no, that's spelling. spelling. It's a Dutch name. But it's a Dutch name my grandpa would have, like his generation. There are no people under 50 that have that name in the Netherlands. Uh, Anyway, some some other examples that the Rangers could go after at the deadline. Uh, Sonny Milano.
1: I I'm a big fan of Sonny. I do not know how he's doing this year, however.
0: Uh, even Barbashev, the Rangers drafted his younger brother. Yeah, Barbashev,
1: year. I'm not opposed to. He's he's nice for that bomb
0: six. Um, I already mentioned Nick Bukes that. Where's who's Milano on right now? Uh, the Capitals, because somehow the Ducks let him go, and the Cowboys – Yeah, Flames I had forgot. A PTO. The Flames had him on a PTO, and I didn't sign him.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that yeah. I don't know why the Ducks let him go. I've heard he's had some locker room issues. Flames, I think, let him go for a Vax reason. I could be wrong.
0: Um, but let's see, Milano. No, no the big guy. I'd go if I go after a big guy. I go after Tarasenko before I go after Kane because the prize will be lower. The if other guy. If he's available. The other guy that you, intrigues me dude, is dude if, if, the, if if the Penguins, if the Penguins are out of the playoff spot. And if they are sellers at the deadline, Jason Zucker.
1: Yeah, I mean if they're sellers, but I don't think I think I don't think they're gonna be out of the playoff spot. I probably not.
0: Probably not. Um
1: no. and the blues are an interesting been, team to watch though.
0: Yeah, the guy that's been linked to the Rangers for like a decade because he used to be a Rangers fan when he was a kid. James Van Riemsdyk. I, I'm just waiting for the moment he's getting linked to the Rangers.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I'm I don't need that. <laughs> Personally.
0: No, I mean we're not talking about what we need. We're talking about you know what if if Drury is going after like like small time players, like players that are more like depth players. Yeah, Oscar Sundquist of the of the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, that's the type of player that you throw a third round pick at and hope that it solidifies your bottom six. Because if the Rangers have one problem, it's their even strength scoring. And there are some players that are interesting, you know, that 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 could help with that. Last season, I was really hoping we'd go after some Canes players like Adrian Kempe and Rasmus Kupari. Um, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But those are the type of players that drive the play, that they play a possession game. They transition the puck from your own zone into the offensive zone. That's why Frank Vetrano and Andrew Copper were such good fits.
1: Yeah. Good. Kill, that's why Tyler Mott on the penalty kill.
0: That's why Tyler Mott on a penalty kill was such a good fit because he brought something we didn't have yet. Everyone that was
1: acquired by the Rangers last year fitted a role for the Rangers that they needed, yeah. you know, yeah. and they fitted it as good as you could ask, really. It just made exactly. the Rangers unbelievably deep. And to your point, I do believe that Drury will be looking at things in a similar fashion on adding that somewhere depth for this year's trade deadline uh what day is the trade deadline again
0: let me check that for you
1: and then we'll wrap up the show because i do have to get out of here okay
0: uh trade deadline come on it should should be an easy result here right jesus come on nhl i oh i looked at sorry Google uh, auto-filled it to uh, NHL Trade Rumors. March 3rd, so we're one month away. Friday, March 3rd, 3 p.m. Eastern.
1: March 3rd, 3 p.m. Eastern, okay. Yes, it's Friday,
0: so I'll probably – 3 p.m., it's 8 p.m., so I'll probably have some beers and just watch it on TV.
1: As you should. Yeah, I'll be locked in following along too. But, you yeah. know, Stephen, with that being said, I do have to get out of here. But before I do, do you have any final remarks on today's episode?
0: Uh, just some some minor prospect updates. Go ahead. Uh, Brennan Othman last night scored a hat-trick for the Peterborough Peets. Awesome. Uh, in a 5-3 win. The opposing goalie was the second star of the game because I think he made 64 saves on 69 shots. Or on 68. Wow. Um, Altman now has 22 points and 19 games for the Peterborough Pete's after having 24 in 16 for the Flint Firebirds. He's on pace for 75 and 51 games. Now he had a bit of a slow start with the Peterborough Pete's, but as a Ranger fan, that shouldn't be anything new. Um, Martin St. Louis had three points in his first 14 games as a Ranger. Um, but the guy that I want to mention here is Bryce McConnell Barker.
1: Just like every played-
0: week. Gorda plays in the OHL. Look, this guy has really, really upped his game this season. Plays for the Sioux Greyhounds last season. Had a very defensive role, like a third-line shutdown center. This season, he captains the team. 56 points in 46 games, 26 goals, 30 assists. He's probably not going to play in the World Juniors for Team Canada, but this is a guy that could could grow into into that third-line center role that you would put out there for a defensive zone faceoff, yeah almost like a, a like a Vinny Trocek light um and the other guy I wanted to mention here you brought him up earlier Adam Sikora mm-hmm. Adam Sikora is going to stay in Slovakia for the remainder of the season there was some rumors that he was going to the WHL but the Rangers prefer him to play against professional players in Slovakia. And with his team, they won the Continental Cup, which is the second tier of European hockey. Um, so, for people that follow soccer, it's like the, the Europa League. Uh, there's the Champions Hockey League with the top teams, and then the Continental League is the second tier. Uh, so, yeah, he got a nice little medal. Um, and then my dark horse for um, for getting an ELC is Jaroslav Kmelars, who plays for the Providence Friars. And won silver at the World Juniors with Czechia. Uh, fifth round pick in 2021 really turned some heads the last six months. Um, so if you get a chance to watch the Providence Friars, Brett Berard's on that team, but keep yep. an eye out for number 28 on that team as well.
1: Duly noted. Awesome, Stephen. Thank you so much for that prospect update. Uh, I know that we talked about uh, Sikora last episode too, and I agree with the Rangers there on making sure that he's facing men at this point in his career i'm still yeah. very excited for him i love the fact that he was signed to an elc like the youngest in rangers history to do so which is a big deal considering he wasn't even a first round draft pick um but with that being said guys that's gonna wrap up episode 71 of rangers review a little bit a uh, long form with this one but we'll make sure that things are a little bit more structured next time again we're doing we're during the all-star break right now uh, and uh the rangers having their bye week so we're just kind of talking about whatever's popping in our mind that is hockey and rangers related. so i hope you guys enjoyed if you did make sure to smash that like and subscribe on here on youtube and wherever you get your podcast. make sure to rate review listen as always thank you guys all so much this is me awardee signing out that is stop Boy steven as always guys let's go
0: rangers let's go rangers